Hello, and welcome to the Tales from the Sisterhood podcast, where we amplify conversations that matter. I'm Melanie Williams. And I'm Joanne Schaub. And today we are playing a little Q&A. Um, this is our third episode, so we thought it would be a really fun thing to do to kind of get to know each other a little bit more and, um, you know, just ask each other some some deep questions and some lighthearted questions. So um, I'm going to start um, with just some basic information, and, and you guys may have picked this up already, but... Um, I am, you know, a wise woman of age 43, and I've been married now for 21 years. I got married in 1997 to my hubby, Dan, and we waited a very long time to have kids. We, um, I was 38 when I had my first kid, 40 when I had my second, and um, so they're pretty young still. We live just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, in a town called Fuquay, Verena, don't try to say that too fast. Um, and I actually grew up in a really small southern town in Ohio um, and lived there my whole life, literally lived in the same neighborhood uh, my whole life. We did switch houses at one point. My dad's a builder, so he built us um, a house, another house in the neighborhood. But, um, you know, grew up in a very small town and just had this burning desire to get out when I was, um, you know, uh, a young adult of eight, eight, 18. And, um, and that's how I met my husband. I kind of went out and did some adventures. So that's a little bit about me, kind of like the basic information. Um, Melanie, what about you? Okay. Um, well, I am 42 at the time of this recording, which is the end of October, 2018. Tomorrow is actually Halloween. Um, I grew up in a pretty unusual um, dynamic because my dad was in the military. So one of my earliest memories is being on a plane um, when I was going into first grade, uh, flying to the island of Crete, Greece, and wow. sitting on the plane and pretending to speak in Greek with my brother. We were just babbling at each <laughs> okay. other, but it didn't occur to us that there were actual words in other people's languages. So um, very young, I left the United States and I spent the bulk of my childhood overseas. We lived on the island of Crete and then we moved to Germany and did not come back stateside until I was going into the seventh grade. Um, so I really grew up not in the United States. And then when we came back to the United States, we moved to Great Falls, Montana. Um, wow. Then, yes. And then when my dad retired, we moved to Durham, North Carolina. So I'm in North Carolina with Joanne, um, though I do live in the mountains of North Carolina outside of Asheville. We've lived here for 11 years. This is the long I've lived um, in my current house longer than I've ever lived anywhere in my life. So um, and uh, even though we're not quote unquote locals. I did have my second child here. So I say that we're grandfathered in. Um, I've been married to my husband since the year 2000. So he has a nice round number and never has an excuse to forget how long oh, we've been married. Nice. Um, <laughs> his name is Chris. And, um, and then we have two kids, my daughter, Savannah, who's 14, and my son, Cole, who is nine. 
Um, currently in this phase of my life, I am homeschooling, teaching at a co-op, and uh, just on continuing on the journey of figuring myself out and how to be the best guide that I can be to my kids and, um, you know, how to live my fullest life. But uh, yeah, the hardest thing for me is definitely staying put in one place. It's, traveling and change is actually easier for me than stability. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and you and I both have that wanderlust, Joanne. Yeah. We're both itching to go somewhere. Yeah, always, 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 always going, always want to go somewhere. And it's funny, too, because from, you know, my childhood, I didn't go anywhere. We never went on a vacation, Melanie. Never. Yeah. Never. <laughs> I think that's kind of common. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, let's just let's just jump in with like a a funny kind of question um, or a lighthearted question. Um, I don't even know this answer about you, but do you have a favorite movie? I have several movies that I like. I really enjoy a good movie. um, And right now, I'm craving like heist type movies, you know, like okay. properties and figuring things out. But my favorite, my, one of my favorite movies is the movie Happy Thank You More, Please. Oh. Um, and it's just such a good message about uh, this, this girl is told um, that when the universe does something good for you that makes you happy, that you say, thank you, more please. Mm. And that it's about abundance. That, that we are meant to be happy. We are meant to be joyful people. And when we spend our time focusing on the positive and how many wonderful things happen to us in a day, we can attract more of that to ourselves by showing gratitude and asking for more. Um, and it's just a cute, funny, fun movie as well. But I just thought that that message was so amazing. Yeah. Um, what about you? Well, um, you know, I love movies too. I love documentaries. Got into a huge documentary phase like in 2011 and just kind of went, you know, on Netflix, you know, binges on documentaries. But um, when my husband and I want to watch a movie together, we usually pick some kind of comedy because he can go for the more action. I can go for the more romantic. And so a comedy is where we meet. And so one of our all-time favorite comedies is Old School. Have you seen that movie? I have seen that movie. That is a oh, funny movie. I love Vince Vaughn. I love Luke. I don't. What's his last name? I'm not sure um, right now. But um, I just... I just love that kind of humor and I love one-liners and I love to laugh. I love to laugh. And my husband, one of the reasons I was attracted to him because he makes me laugh. So Mm -hmm. laughing together with him is just fun. And I've seen that movie probably, you know, 10, 15 times over the course of my life just because um, I just find it to be hilarious. So, yeah. If my kids, when my kids listen to this podcast, they'll be shocked because they both think of my favorite movie as The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I do really like that movie. Um, but that was my favorite movie when I was younger. And it's become a thing because my daughter hates all things romantic and kissing. 
So Uh anytime my son wants to torment her, he says, let's watch The Princess Bride because, you know, there's (laughs) got the world's greatest, most perfect kiss in it and stuff like that. And she gags. Oh, that's so cute. Okay, What about your favorite music or kind of music? Hip hop. You know it. (laughs) You know it. Yeah. So hip hop for me. And that was one of the things, um, you know, that, you know, when I met you, I didn't know that you enjoyed hip hop. And then when you played it in your car, I was like, yes. Right. <laughs> and I don't know if that's your favorite genre of music, but um, it is definitely mine. What's yours? Um, well, I, I kind of have favorite music depending on what I'm doing. My favorite music to work out to and just to get myself pumped up to is 90s hip hop. I'm not as mm-hmm. much a fan of the current hip hop it's a little bit too um cleaned up for me I guess is the way to put it but anytime I work out if I'm running if I'm on my exercise bike whatever it's definitely hip hop um as far as like just listening to around the house I would actually have to spend some time thinking about that because I have a 14 year old and she is very vocal about music Mm -hmm. choices so I yep. typically don't <laughs> get to choose. As soon as we get in the car, she plugs my phone into the auxiliary cable and starts DJing. Okay. Um, which has mm-hmm. been fun because I, I've heard a bunch of music that I wouldn't have heard otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do love female vocalists. I'm a huge fan of the female voice. And so I've got a lot of female vocalists that I love to listen to. Indiari is probably one of my favorite um, singer songwriters in the world she's just so inspiring and and amazing and she started a podcast called songversations that uh, is worth listening to because she's just so inspiring so lots oh, of different yeah. yeah okay Joanne so if you picked a color that best portrayed your personality what would it be well funny you should ask um because last night I actually had this um color reading and someone read my aura and oh. as of right now my aura is jade and it's actually like jade green has always been um one of my favorite colors jade and like um purple have always like I like jewel tones you know um, so uh-huh. Jade, I'll, I'll just, I'll go ahead and just claim it. Jade is, um, I would say the color that's suiting my personality right now. And one of the things that is associated with that color, from my understanding from this reading is that it's about taking action and it's a very like cleansing color too. It like kind of simplifies things, which, you know, I'm all about. So that's my answer well, for that one. I back up the last house that we had when we lived in the Raleigh area, my kitchen was painted green and I painted it green because, um, you know, if any of you are science nerds out there, you can tell me if this is true or not. I'd read that green was the only color that you're, that you recognize without your brain having to decode it. Oh, it's like the most soothing, the Mm, most energizing color. Um, So, yeah. I would say that my color, the color that fits my personality is like a warm orange. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like a pumpkin orange, or like I think about the, the orange that's at the base 
of a fire if you have like a campfire that's right on the ember Mm -hmm. um that's orange is one of my favorite colors but orange is one of those funny colors that certain shades are just super unappealing (laughs) but then some of them are gorgeous so I love the the um deeper shade Mm -hmm. of orange and to me it's very nurturing but it's also very active and um I just I love it I love that color yeah I do too and I'm looking outside and I can see like my trees are changing colors and I see those that those oranges and those that golden type golden type orange you know like mm-hmm. yes definitely that. so are you usually early or late Girl, I am early. <laughs> I um I have always been one to be early. Um I actually was let's see, I went to yoga teacher training back in like 19 no, not 19. Um 2004, I think 2005 somewhere in that time frame. And my yoga teacher was um she's very like stern, like very compassionate woman but very stern as well and she said you know if you're on time you're late you know and um this has been ingrained in me and even before that I went to this leadership training and it was like if you were not in like if everyone wasn't in their seat when this you know leadership training was beginning if one person was late everyone was late so we all had to like leave the room and like go out and like you know, everybody come in together and be on time or something. So I, mm-hmm. I guess I've had this like past programming of like being on time. And one of the things that I, I try not to take it personal when people are late, I know it's nothing against me, but it's like, I will say I was visiting you last weekend and we had agreed to meet at two o'clock. And I had to do all kinds of juggling to get there at two o'clock. And I had to juggle forces outside of myself. And I, mm-hmm. I got Dana on board with me to help me do this because um, it was so important to me to be on time because for me, showing up on time was a communication to you that you matter to me. This time with mm-hmm. you matters to me. And I'm going to show up on time early if I can, but I think we were actually there like even, a, I think we were like three minutes, four minutes late or something like that, but you didn't even notice. You were just like, oh, hey, perfect, you know, um, or it didn't seem like well, you I were. was counting. I was, I was chomping at <laughs> okay. the bit for y'all to get there. So I definitely was like, oh yeah. I, when you said two o'clock in my mind, I was like, okay, three, oh, you know, because good. that, that betrays that my answer to the question, which is <laughs> I am chronically late oh. and I, I I shared this with you yesterday Joanne on one of our whatsapp communications because um, I really want to change this about myself I feel like it is I have an unhealthy relationship with time um, I have a disrespect for time And I know that it is something that is having a negative impact on my life and my relationships. Not that, you know, anybody is angry at me or anything like that, but um, 
I mean, there are times where I get myself into a pickle and I have this really weird way of looking at time. If you tell me that, you know, something starts at two or we're going to be, you know, meet somewhere at two, I think that's when I should leave my house. Oh, like, mm-hmm. like, like I can time travel or something, right? uh, which I haven't figured out yet, but, um, yeah, so I, I really, that is, we had said something about, uh, possibly one of the questions for this podcast being what's an area of your life that you're really wanting to work on right now. And that is the area of my life that I want to work on is my relationship with time. And part of the problem is the the lifestyle that I'm living right now is pretty open-ended. You know, I have, a, I have a series of things that have to be accomplished within a day, mm-hmm. but I have more than 12 hours and yeah. things are not assigned to a specific time of day. So I need to impose boundaries on myself that are not externally enforced. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would like for us, maybe to revisit these questions next year. Right. <laughs> and I would love for my answer to be different at that time, because I do think it is a sign of disrespect. You know, now if I have a plan to have a play date with somebody and we're, I'm going to their house and I'm like, I'll be there by four and I get there at four fifteen. That's, that's life. My friends understand it's not a big deal, Yeah. but um, I'd really like to have a better relationship with time. And I'd love to be the kind of person that people are like, Oh, well, Melanie is dependable and punctual. And it also causes strain in my life because my daughter is super punctual and, and she will go out and get in the car and start the car and honk the horn at me. And I'm still putting my shoes on and, (laughs) No, and then I get halfway down the road and I've forgotten my phone or I've forgotten something and I have to come back and, you know, so. Oh, yeah. I really, so that is, I'm going to be working on that. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not always early. I'm not always on time because I have two little kids. My kids are five and three and, um, you know, trying to be on time places, like it's almost like, you know, if I'm going to go someplace that it takes me 15 minutes to get there. So I need to leave, you know, whatever. I actually need to like start leaving 30 minutes before, you know, right. like start the process. Like, because somebody yeah. will lose their shoe or they don't want to wear the shoe that's shoes that are out, you know, all that stuff that kids yeah. go through. Right. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. So it, I think it's, it's definitely, you know, as a mother and as a parent, I think we do give each other some grace there, but you know, when my friends say we're going to meet at, you know, say we met at, at two and that, and no one, and they didn't show up till three, I would be like, damn, what the, what happened? Like, right. Oh, right. Wow. You know, yeah, so, calling. Uh, Are you okay? Are you yeah, okay? Yeah, exactly. Yes, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for for you know just sharing that you know because the thing is is that there's so many people that can relate to this and you know it's all circumstantial too but um, but I can't imagine like having my child sitting out in the car beep beep like oh, that would make gosh. it more it's stressful. So stressful. Oh, and it really stresses her out. Yeah. Um, and I'm not about causing my, my daughter extra stress unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I really, I really do want that to be because, you know, I am 42. And uh, Savannah, I said something to Savannah and her friend yesterday. And oh, I was telling her about something I was going to do different with my hair. And she's like, Oh, you're in a midlife crisis. And I was like a midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. What in the world? I'm too young to be having a midlife crisis. She was like, well, if you live twice your age, you'll be 84, you know, which is a long time to live. And so thinking about it in that way, that if I were to be able to change this behavior now, I'd have another 40 plus years right. of being punctual, which would be better right. than dealing with this junk for the rest yeah. of my life. So, yes, yeah, yeah. I know. So let's let's go to this question because um, you're talking about Savannah. Like, if you could gift your kids with a lesson that they could skip learning, what would it be? Well, I came up with this question because of a conversation that I had with Savannah and her best friend yesterday. Um, and I've noticed a dynamic in the last year or so where they are self-deprecating with each other. They'll be like, "Oh my." You know, and these are two healthy, you know, beautiful girls who have always had shining confidence. And now they make all of these um, cutting comments about their their own appearance or whatever. And I, it started to become a thing that I really am troubled by. Um, so if I and I talked to them about this yesterday, I actually forced them during like a 20 minute car ride to say complimentary things about themselves. Nice. Um, and so I had them go back and forth and then they were asking me to do the same thing. And so like things that you like about your character, things that you're proud of, things mm -hmm. that you think make you a good friend. Uh, so, and then things about their appearance. So the, th the lesson I would love to just deposit into them and let them skip is learning to love the things about themselves that they can't change. Mm -hmm. um, not just accept them, but actually embrace them. So yeah. specifically with the teenage girls, a lot of it is around their appearance. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have fairly wild, crazy, curly hair. And growing up in the culture that I grew up in, Actually, back in the late 80s and early 90s, perms were popular, but my hair doesn't look like a perm. It does not mm -hmm. look plain. Um, and I disliked it for a big chunk of my life. Um, and then I finally got to the point where I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm wasting time and energy on disliking something about myself that, you know, is part of who I am. So, mm -hmm. you know, the color of your eyes the the your height um the size of your feet you know yeah. the type of hair you have yeah things are core to, mm -hmm. to the way you look just go ahead and embrace them I grew up being one of the tallest people in my class up until I was in high school and being a tall girl um, was not easy. I spent a lot of time wishing I were shorter or petite or whatever. And then I had a daughter who was petite, who disliked it, who wanted mm. to be taller. And so I saw the opposite side of my own insecurities thinking, oh, well, if I have a daughter that's on the smaller side than I am, she'll naturally love it because that's what I always <sighs> wished for. And wow. then to see her lament the thing that I always wished for, 
um, reinforced that it was such a waste of time. So the lesson that I would love for yeah. to just give my kids is just to celebrate yourself. And if there is something about yourself that you dislike that you can change, work towards that. But, you know, and that's punctuality, <laughs> case in point. Mm -hmm. I don't like that I'm late all the time. I can change it. You know, I wish I want to have um, an education in holistic nutrition and things like that. So that's something I'm working towards. Those sorts of things you can change. But right. the things that are inherent to who you are, embrace them. Yeah. Love, yeah. Love them. Celebrate them. You know, that, that goes back to one of the things that I've been working on as an adult is is being okay to shine my light, to be okay with like loving myself, to be okay with, you know, celebrating myself because I feel like the way that I was raised, I wasn't raised to, you know, think highly of myself, you know? So I oh, really yeah. appreciate that, you know, you're catching this right now um, and you're, you know, it, obviously, you know, it's the society is what the society is right now, you know, but for you to actually have like a conscious conversation with your daughter and her friend and be like, all right, let's focus on the things that we love about ourselves. I think that that is just, I mean, this is literally it's life-changing for her you know what I mean um and I, I tell you this all the time she's lucky to have you as a mom and so is Cole you know well thank you and your kids are lucky to have you yeah. but it was interesting in the conversation because they both you know started out making jokes mm -hmm. and I just kept pushing them through the discomfort of saying things and then once they got through the discomfort of actually saying things about that, you know, saying kind things about themselves, um, they kept wanting to say, okay, well now let me, let me say something nice about her. And mm -hmm. that's a wonderful practice to be able to compliment a friend, yeah. but it's also an escape. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, yeah. so, so we have been doing gratitude journaling in the morning for a while and I've, I'm now shifting to asking them specific questions like this morning was three things that you are proud about yourself mm -hmm. that make you proud about you and, you know, having them actually sit and think I'm proud. And these are not physical appearance things, you know, and then I'm doing it with them. What are the yeah. three things that make me proud of me? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a great practice. I love it. Um, so the thing that um, I would like my kids to skip learning, and it kind of goes along with what you're saying. The way that I said it was, who cares about what they think? What matters right. is what you think. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think, you know, I've spent a lot of my adult life, um, you know, just afraid because I've, I've been like a spiritual person all my adult life. And so I've thought a lot differently than most of the people that I've, you know, that I've been surrounded with, right? And so I always thought that, you know, I was so different from everybody. And I really just, it bothered me for a very long time, like what other people thought of me, you know, or, and it's, it's, it just doesn't matter what they think. It matters what you think. And if I can 
get that into my kids. Um, I, I hope that I can. I mean, they're only five and three, so I think I have, you know, a good chance, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think so, so. Yeah, but you know what? <clears throat> we are influenced by our culture, that's for sure. And, um, you know, the culture that we have is is how it is. And so we just have to do our best to bring these conversations alive and to bring it to our consciousness and, and to their consciousness, you know? So I think, um, what you're doing, uh, for your kids is, is brilliant and I will be following your lead for sure. Well, and I think, you know, I, in a lot of ways there, there's, I have envy isn't the right word. Um, but looking at you starting with kids at the age that you are starting, um, I, I am a different person now than I was when, right. so my kids are almost five years apart. Um, I have grown a lot and so many of the lessons that I am dedicated to helping my kids learn, I was not dedicated to when Savannah was five and Cole mm-hmm. was one or, um, any other age. So, um, you know, you know, there's no, I don't have any regret because they've seen me change, which I think is one of the greatest gifts that I am giving mm-hmm. my kids is that they are seeing me grow. They're seeing me hit these pain points and areas where I realize that I am not my, the best version of myself and then pushing through it and figuring out how to grow and how to evolve and, um, you know, become a higher version of myself. And, and that in and of itself is a beautiful gift. I grew up thinking that you got to a certain age and you had everything figured out and then right. you just basically got older. Yeah. My kids are not growing up with that concept. They see um, Chris and I clawing and scratching our way through so many life lessons. They see us have tension and conflict and weather it. And, um, you know, they've seen us deal with conflict in increasingly yeah. better ways, you know, it was that we were a little bit more volatile when they were little and didn't know how to resolve conflict. And now we are much more successful at it. Right. Um, so, so those are, I think, I think it's awesome that you're aware of those things um, while your kids are, are young. That's, that's an amazing gift. Yeah. So we, you were talking about like listing the things that you're proud of. So what um one of the questions that we we thought about asking was what are you most proud of in this last year? Well, I'll let you answer that. Okay. First and right. then I'll go. Um what what I what I think that I'm most proud of in this last year. I mean, there's so many things. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um there really are a lot of things. I mean, you know, there are a lot of things to be proud of. Um I would say my my most proud is how oh my gosh this is my most proud yes so in um yeah last year in June of last year I just had this realization that I was looking to other mentors other gurus other coaches to bring me my wisdom, to bring me my realizations, to bring me to this more enlightened space, you know, and Mm -hmm. I cut it off. 
I cut it off and actually it was one of my best friends. I, um, I was looking to her because she just, she's a very wise woman and she's still one of my best friends, but I, I had to actually cut her off and say, I need space because I'm, I'm become, I'm like codependent. I'm like codependent on her wisdom. You know, I was like, Oh, she has all the answers, you know, let me follow her and let me ask her what she thinks I should do in every scenario of my life, you know? And uh-huh. so uh, what I'm most proud of is, you know, this last year and, and a few months is that I have leaned on myself. I have leaned on myself for my guidance. And of course, I still consult my friends. Of course I do. You know, of course, I still consult with my husband. But I've really looked to myself as my source of inspiration, my source of um, connection, my source of wisdom, instead of looking outside myself in the next book or the next program or the next guru or whatever. So that is the thing that I'm most proud of. And I think the reason I'm most proud of that is because I literally spent, spent most of my adult life looking outside of myself for Uh the answers because there was, I wasn't I had to improve. I just had to improve, had to improve, had to improve. And now I'm like, I don't have to improve. I'm just growing and expanding, you know? So mm-hmm. that's what so, I'm most So let me of. ask you a question and then I'll answer. Um, so then what would the, one of the other questions we had was what would be the name of this chapter of your life? Yeah. Um, what would you, what would you name it? Well, a funny, funny title actually came to me. My title of uh, my current chapter is called Laying Bricks. Laying Bricks? Laying Bricks. What is, yeah. what is that? What it's, does that mean? This is my foundation. Like I have, you know, having stepped out now on my own, but not even on my own, I have stepped out with the universe. So I've stopped leaning on everybody else and I'm creating my own foundation. So, uh, and I've been saying that to you for a while, like I'm building my foundation, I'm building my foundation. So when this question came up as one of our uh, possible uh, questions, I was like laying bricks. I'm just mm-hmm. laying bricks because I'm, I'm building the foundation. I'm building the trust in myself, mm-hmm. building the trust in myself. So that was the visual I came up with. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Very cool. All right. What about I you? Love- what are you most proud of? Um, I think what I am most proud of in the last, I don't, I'm not really sure the time frame, um, but you know, this is one of those lessons that I'm surprised to be learning because if you had asked me before this phase, if, so what I've learned is to trust myself. Yeah. And if you had asked me before, if I trusted myself, I think I would have said yes. But, Mm -hmm. and I mentioned this to you on one of our mastermind calls, I am finding all of these old journals and old, you know, just pieces of paper that date back over a decade where I wrote to myself, trust yourself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, growing up the way I did in the spiritual um, practice that I grew up in, in in a very conservative Christian household, one of the messages that I received that I, that I am, I'm just taking responsibility for having received it. I'm not saying that it was intentionally, you know, 
um, taught to me, but I learned that I could not trust myself, that if Mm -hmm. I was left to my own devices, I would make the wrong choice. I wouldn't follow through. Um, You know, I would, I would do something that would hurt me or somebody else. So um, I took that into my adult life and it really did cause me a lot of um, problems and, and made it very difficult for me to, um, make important decisions because you have to be able to trust yourself to make decisions that matter. And I didn't, I was, I was always looking for, um, somebody to help me make the decisions. And then when I made a decision, I would immediately look for affirmation outside of myself that I'd made the right decision. And that is a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. because you don't ever know how somebody's going to receive whatever you share with them. And um, so I've had a lot of opportunities in the last couple of years to uh, learn to trust myself. And in fact, I've been forced to trust myself. Homeschooling a high schooler is definitely right? a practice in trusting <laughs> yourself. Um, because up until ninth grade, you really have you're really just on an exploration of learning with your kids. And then after that, there's a record if you want your child to be able to get into college. Um, mm-hmm. So, so definitely right now, um, the trusting, learning to trust myself and inherently trusting myself, not being knocked off course by every suggestion or comment or lack of response or response has been a big a big part of my journey and um, I'm glad I'm glad to have gone through what I've gone through in the last year because I feel like I will be much more proactive going forward and claim a lot more for myself um, because of learning to trust myself for sure I love it that's so great all right should we end on one more question Sure. All right. Um, how about this one? Something you like to do the old-fashioned way. Oh, well, I know the answer to that, off, like, just immediately um, cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a fan of shortcuts. I do not like anything that was prepared by anyone else. Um, you know, I've got a big, I've got a cr- large crock pot full of bone broth simmering right now, and I love to chop vegetables. It's a form of meditation for me. Um, so yeah, I like all the old ingredients. I like, um, everything to be as close to how it existed in nature when I start with it. And then I'm the one that gets to decide what gets added, what Mm -hmm. doesn't get added. Um, so definitely to me, cooking is a language and Mm -hmm. it, it's very, uh, intuitive what goes together, what flavors that accompany each other when something needs a little crunch or a little kick or a little cream. Um, cooking for sure is old fashioned. Mm-hmm. For me. I relish that. I, I feel the same way. Uh, cooking is old fashioned for me too. Um, it doesn't come as intuitive as it does for you. Um, you know, you having the ability to know, okay, this needs a little crunch or this needs a little bit more of this spice or that spice. It doesn't come as natural to me. 
Um, so I'm a good recipe follower and I, you know, will modify dishes in that, in that way. But I'm like you, I like last night I made this delicious dinner, you know, cut up everything myself and it, I like to do that too. Um, but one of the things that I like to do the old fashioned way is writing. I just like to write Mm -hmm. in a notebook. (laughs) Mm Um, you know, a lot of people will, um, you know, type, you know, things out and that's just the fastest way that they do things. But I am a big fan of writing things down. Um, I like Mm -hmm. to keep a list. Um, and I like to, I, I like to write and I feel like there's something about like having your brain, you know, tell your hand to write it, that it just sinks in for me or something like that. I don't Mm -hmm. know. There's probably some science behind that, but, um, but I, you're probably, kinesthetic you're probably Mm -hmm. a kinesthetic learner in some ways so that Mm -hmm. physical act is an anchoring yeah mechanism yeah that makes sense yeah all right are we do you think we've answered everything that we want to answer I think I think we have I think it's a good introduction and definitely will reveal more and I'm excited about this podcast because I think it'll also will grow through it and and hopefully next year, if we revisit these questions, my my tardy or early <laughs> answer will have changed. Yeah. <laughs> and we can yes. see how our answers are different. So anybody that's listening to this podcast, um, uh, if you go into the Anchor app, you can actually send a voicemail to us. But we would love to hear your response to any of these questions we'd love to hear if you have a favorite movie that you think we'd enjoy i'm always looking for good movie recommendations i'm sure you are too we'd love to know what your color is what color portrays you um if you have conquered the tardiness addiction right (laughs) please send me tips yeah so um but thank you for listening for joining us in this conversation yes thank you all and how we like to end It's all good in the sisterhood. All good in the sisterhood. (laughs) All right. Bye, Joanne. Bye.